This hour of Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. They'll help you keep yourself healthy and happy so you can focus on what you love, gardening. To find a doctor ranked among the best, call 1-844-BSW-DOCS. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, and welcome to our second hour on this beautiful, going to be muggy, beautiful. It's chilly, like I mentioned last hour. When I went out at 6.30 this morning with Zeus the dog, it was chilly out there. It's all in getting acclimated to temperature. That's what happens to our houseplants when we have them out on the patio. They get acclimated to things. And uh, 60 degrees will feel really cool when we go to our first uh, breezy, norther, 60-degree night for a Friday night football game. By spring, that'll seem balmy, but not now. Anyway, let me do my SPCA Pet of the Week, and then we'll go back to our phone call that we have from uh, uh, Diane and McKinney, and we'll help her. Uh, today's SPCA of Texas dog is Cav. Cav, C-A-V, is a Labrador retriever mix who is waiting for a forever home at the SPCA of Texas. Cav is a dapper fellow with white fur all over except for a black wrap around his ears and head and extends to cover one of his eyes. He weighs in at a healthy 44 pounds. He's just under two years of age. Cav was not treated well prior to coming to the SPCA of Texas. So he is still just a little bit fearful of humans initially. He is a good spirit, however, and he would love to find a person who will help him grow back into a confident and happy pup. As he is not yet comfortable walking on a leash, it would be ideal for Cav to go to a home with a securely fenced backyard so he can roam about freely and get his exercise. Cav does not want to deal with kids younger than 12, but he would do well with another dog to teach him the ropes. He is available under a foster-to-adopt program to be sure he's a perfect fit. They're fine with that at the SPCA. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Cav has been neutered, microchipped, he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines, and he's waiting for his ever uh, forever home at the Russell E. Dealey Animal Rescue Center, and a prior appointment is necessary to come on out and meet him. Now, I don't have any contact information here of how to do that. Uh, they took that out to give me this next message. So I guess go to the website. I am so sorry. I just don't have that. Uh, so anyway, his name is Cav, and I'll let you look him up on their website, spca.org. This year, North Texas Giving Day falls on the SPCA of Texas 84th birthday. And what better way to celebrate than joining together with the community to help animals in need throughout North Texas? Your gifts will go further when you donate September 1 to 22 to the SPCA of Texas for this giving extravaganza. You'll make a difference in the lives of thousands of animals. Visit spca.org slash ntgd today make a gift for the animals north texas giving day so that's spca.org slash ntgd and uh, make a difference make a real difference that is uh, sponsored that report is sponsored by arborological services the experts your trees deserve they have 12 international society of arboriculture certified arborists college degreed plant pathologists horticulturists and foresters who sit around a table every two weeks and discuss their projects so that they can help one another and uh, if they uh, come upon and, and one of their consultations a problem that they know somebody else has worked on and is more familiar with they will contact that person they share their information all the time and i know to contact them if i get stuck on something they're that good they're just really good people who care about trees the trees of north texas they care for some of the historic trees in north central texas and uh, owner steve hauser is all about trees always has been three of their people uh, russell peters and and uh, uh, kevin bassett and steve hauser have been selected as arborists of the year for the state of texas that's an award that's given to one person per year and that's something and three of their people have been selected they have a 13-time texas state tree climbing champion he's won it 13 times that's pretty awesome that's not an easy task so that's why you want the best in the business arborological services they sponsor this program they sponsor my e-gardens electronic newsletter my website just about everything i do and i thank them for that their phone number it's a toll-free number for all of the metroplex 866 866- 
552-7267. They are strictly local. 866-552-7267. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter, at Tree Experts. And the website is arborological.com. Arborological Services, 866-552-7267. Thanks to this hour's sponsor, Baylor Scott & White Health. They help us all stay healthy so we can enjoy gardening to the fullest. To find a doctor ranked among the best, call 1-844-BSW-DOCS. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, and thanks to Baylor Scott & White Health. We appreciate that sponsorship. They've been sponsoring this hour for 17 years. I really appreciate them. Let's go back to Diane and McKinney. We were talking about using image or sedge hammer for control of nut sedge, and um, neither of those is going to be cleared in a vegetable garden, Diane. You're going to need to do that now. So if you can find sedge hammer, I think you're just going to have to call. Uh, you might try some of the companies that are listed for uh, dealing with, um, uh, with uh, landscape contractors, and uh, they would be the ones okay. who would be most likely to have uh, the uh, sedge hammer, and uh, you could apply it now and get your vegetable garden cleaned up. It would be ready by springtime that way. That's going to be your best bet. Um, okay, like a sh- true green or something like that. Well, those are the yeah, those are the lawn care companies. You're going to look for people who work with landscape contractors. Uh, contact. Um, uh, I, th- I think if you'll do a, a Google search for landscape contractors in, in McKinney, I live in McKinney, my wife is on school board in McKinney, you'd think I would know uh, uh, sources, and I do know sources, but I, I, started, I, I hate to start mentioning them sure. directly on, on the air. But if you'll, if you'll Google that, um, maybe landscape okay. contractor supplies, that's what you would want to do, and then, and then okay. ask them if they handle Sedgehammer, and if not, who does. Um, okay. I don't. I don't think it'll take more than two calls to to find it, and uh, get it applied. Sometime this week, it ought to be a good week to do it. Okay. And now back to image. Mm-hmm. Is it safe to spray into a like a flower garden area? It will know, tell you on the label. Plant? It's yeah. It will tell you on the label. It is. Okay. Uh, it is cleared for a lot of things. A big list of things. You can actually look at the label online. I was looking at it not too long ago. Um, it's a, it's a kind of an oddball label. There was a time, uh, where it had, uh, what was it? It was white crepe myrtles. It was cleared for use around white crepe myrtles. And I thought, (laughs) why would you single out white crepe myrtles? Why, what's wrong with pink crepe myrtles? Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, you kind of go with assumptions in, in some cases that it would not have scared me to use it around pink crepe myrtles. Uh, So you have to kind (laughs) of go on your own on some of those things, but, um, okay. It is, and, and that's that's not flowers, like you were saying. I would be very cautious about using image uh, around any flowers that have bulbs, like uh, like daffodils and tulips and other things, because it is going after the little storage organ of the nutsedge. Uh, that's how it okay. kills it out. And so, any bulbous plant, or even a tuberous rooted plant, or a fleshy root like daylilies, I'd be very cautious. Check the label very carefully and okay. uh, make sure it's cleared and maybe even try it in a small area first before you do a wholesale application of it if you're in doubt. But okay. in turf areas, um, it was originally researched and tested, uh, as I was told, um, in Austin as a growth retardant for grass, and they discovered that it killed nutsedge, and so it was brought into the market for that purpose instead of as a growth retardant. And so you'll mm-hmm. notice when you put it on your lawn that the gro- grass doesn't grow much for a while. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's the side effect of it, which isn't altogether bad. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's right. That, that's, yeah. So now, but I'm not supposed to pull the nut sedge. No, it'll correct? you'll break. Yeah, you'll break it off, and you'll end up with several plants. Uh, it uh, it that will never be an effective way. Okay, even if I dig down and get the root well, ball or. Let me say I have been doing this for a lot of years, and you can do whatever you'd like. Uh, it's hard for me to resist uh, in a in a well prepared garden soil that's very soft. It's hard for me to resist reaching down and and carefully lifting out a nut sedge plant if I see one growing, uh, rather mm-hmm. than going and getting the image and and treating that area and going to all that faulty raw. It's hard for me to resist it, 
but it will never get rid of uh, of nutsedge but just by hand pulling okay. and and let me also okay. let me add one more thing before i i need to conclude the conversation but um sure. uh, one more thing is i don't know that it's practical to say you will ever get rid of nutsedge but what you are trying to do is hit that infinity line where you have so little that it, it ceases to be a problem you're probably always going to have a plant here or way over there okay uh, but, but you can reduce the population down you know, if, if you had a 1,000 plants and you cut it by uh, 95% each time, eventually right. you'll have a couple of plants left, and, and you just keep after it. Okay. So after a spray image and it, it dies back. You spray, but you're, you're, you're only out. spraying to put, the, put it out. It, you, you must follow it up with a heavy watering. The, it's, right. it's not like you spray any other weed killer. You think of spraying a weed killer, you just put it out and you go in and watch the ball game. In this case, you put it out to get it distributed and then you water. The watering right. is every bit as important as, as the applying of the active ingredient. Go ahead. And then then I reapply in 30 days. And yes. then once the net sedge dies, then I just dig it out. No, no, it I disappears. It just kind of evaporates. It just disappears. Oh, I see. You'll notice okay. that it goes away. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Got to run. Appreciate okay. your call, and thanks for waiting on me twice. Welcome to McKinney. Take care. All right. Let me uh, tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Want to get it in your hands? I'd love to get it in your hands. And if you'd like to buy some to give as gifts or housewarming or or uh, for if you're a realtor for some of your new clients, that would be great as well. Um and uh, so here is the uh, here is the option. They're thirty two ninety five. It will be thirty eight ninety five on the sixth printing. The only difference in these printings is uh, it are two short paragraphs. I think like three sentences, maybe something very short that just says the hardiness zone map of two thousand twelve is not accurate as proved by the extreme cold of February two thousand twenty one, and. Uh, the 1990 map is the one we need to follow from the USDA. I already said that in the book. I already had said that in the other four printings. So there's nothing revolutionary there. And uh, so anyway, I just wanted you to be aware of that. It's, they're basically the very same book, the sixth printing. Uh, but I want to get the, the whole supply cleared out. These are the books I hoarded when there was a supply chain issue and I couldn't get the sixth printing printed. And so now I'm just trying to get get down all of them sold, and and uh, and we're very very close now. I'm down to down to a few hundred. I have marked them to 32.95, and if you'd like one of those, you'll get a signed copy. It has 11 chapters that cover all aspects of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. It's not just written for Dallas or Fort Worth or something. Covers landscapes, lawns, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. 344 pages, 840 of my best photos, and uh, it is on high-quality paper. It's a hardback. If you are new to Texas, if you are a beginning gardener, if you just want to see what best I have, this is the book we need to get in your hands. If you get it and don't feel like it saves enough in mistakes to pay for itself by the end of this calendar year, I'll buy it back from you. 75,000 copies sold, and I have not had one request for a refund. So I think you're likely to like the book. So here are the two ways you can order it. It is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You can learn more about it at my website, neilsperry.com. That's the best way to order it, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. If you just don't order things online, you can call my office Tuesday through Friday of this week, and uh, that number is 800 752 Grow 800-752-4769. But the better way to order, again, satisfaction guaranteed, is at neilsperry.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. 
Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy. That is our church, Pastor Tommy, to you, Neil. I'm sorry. I'm just a good friend. Um, that's our church, First United Methodist Church, 315 North Church Street. It's first Sunday of the month, and that means it's Communion Sunday, and you are welcome. Tommy will welcome you personally from the, from the altar by saying, all are welcome. It is for everyone. And... Uh, Come join us, won't you please? We'll see you there. There are services, well, there's a service at 8 and 9. We both missed those, one at 10.05 and one at 11.10. And those are in the sanctuary. Then in uh, Dyer Hall, there is the uh, contemporary service at 10.05 and 11.10 and two services in the Melissa Church that we helped start. So it's a very active church. We really like our church. Whiskey Stone. 1983 is when they began. It's a third-generation family business now. Mike and Derek Wisnan own and operate this uh, this business. I don't know what the ownership is, but they're the two they're the two owners. I'll give them both credit. They're at 4501 East Loop A20 South in Southeast Fort Worth. They are really nice men. Very active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association and very active in Christmas is for Caring. You hear that fundraiser for the Denton State Supported Living Center here at Christmas, about a week or two before Christmas, and they are very active in supporting that through Region 5 of TNLA. Uh, let me go back to the contact information for Whiskey Stone. Again, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. It's Whiskey Stone, 22 acres of stone for every need you might have in your landscape, in your construction. And uh, Whiskey Stone has, uh, has gone to all of the great quarries in the southwest and beyond. If you need large decorative patio stones, they have them. If you need stones for retaining walls, they certainly have those beautiful retaining wall stones. They have decorative river rock and decorative gravel. They, If you're building a fountain, they have the stone for that as well. They have everything that you could possibly want, big landscape boulders, and they also have contact information for the finest uh, stone masons anywhere around uh, because they work actively in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. So get out there Monday through Saturday, they're closed on Sundays. Whiskey Stone, I don't know about tomorrow. Odds are they'll be closed tomorrow. That's why I give you the phone number, 817-429-0822. They're in deep southeast Fort Worth at 4501 East Loop 820 South. Whiz-Q.com. It's Whiskey Stone. As a gardener, you have to look after your plants. Baylor Scott & White Health encourages you to look after your own health as well. And they'll help. Call 1-844-BSW-DOCS to find a doctor ranked among the best. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. And let's go back to our phone lines. We have made contact with Kevin again in North Richland Hills. Kevin, thanks for calling back. Sorry we lost contact. How can I help you? Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I've got a question about a spruce tree that was brought down from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. It is 60 foot tall. Okay. And uh, I need to trim some of the branches down at the bottom, or uh, yeah. And I was wondering, is this month or next month the best time to do it? Best time to uh, trim any cone-bearing plant, basically any shade tree, if we, if we want to get to the very best time, uh, would be the middle of the winter when it's completely dormant. Uh, so I would try to wait until probably after Christmas, January. That would be the ideal time. Uh, this is a Colorado blue spruce? No, no. Uh, it's uh, It was from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. There was a bet. My dad's 87, and my uh, my uncle's deceased now, but it was a bet that they couldn't get it to grow down here. And uh, my uncle lost, uh, or my dad lost. 
because I guess the root structure goes straight down. Is that correct? But what kind of spruce is it? Is it Colorado blue spruce or what kind of spruce? No, it's not. It's not blue. It's green all year round. Well, okay. I, I tried to look it up. I tried to look it up in your book, and I couldn't find it. You won't find it because they are not not at all well adapted. <laughs> uh, Colorado blue spruce is not always blue. The the selections for for the blue color are improved varieties. I have never seen one more than about 10 feet tall, 15 maybe, in, in the Metroplex in 55 years of living here. But, you know, if you have one that tall, that's by far the record setter. I'd love to see a photo of it. That's amazing. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, it doesn't bear any cones or anything. Right. So, um, anyway. Well, uh, I would I would I, do as little pruning as you have to. Why do you have to prune the bottom branches? It just looks looks kind of bad. Okay. Uh, my they're... dad says let it go. My dad says let it go all on natural. All right, they are brown or what? Nope, no, no, uh, they're green. I just wanted to kind of shape so I don't smack my head when I walk around it. Okay, uh, you can never get them to grow back again, and um, I would I would be very cautious about removing them because you don't. You don't see them growing limbed up like that very often. I'm I'm just being very guarded in my answer because I'm still I'm still hoping you have a you have a a blue spruce of some of a, a, a spruce. There aren't a lot of other spruces around, so uh, that's I. I uh, I'll, I'll I'll take yeah, a picture of let it. Me, let me, put you, let me put you on hold. Let Mike put you on hold. He will give an email address to you where you can get me something. And I, I really hope you will send me a, a photo because I'd like to see it. That's pretty remarkable. Okay. Take the photo with the sun behind you. Otherwise, it'll just be a silhouette. Um, there are trees that look very much like blue spruce that grow here. But if it came from Cedar Rapids, they don't grow there. So I'm, I'm sure that, sure that you're right. That's that would be amazing. I'd like to see it very much. Okie doke. All right. On. Thank you. But yeah, that's great. I would be very cautious, and I'll I'll reply back through the chain of of how you send it to me. I'll I'll send a comment back to you. So good deal. Okay. Thanks for calling, Kevin. I look forward to that. All right, let's go to Kim. Let's see. I need to get a break started here. Kim, you'll be coming up right after the news break at the bottom of the hour. Stay with me. I actually may do something on time for once here. Uh, let me tell you about Baylor, Scott & White. They are the folks who sponsor this hour, and uh, we thank them very much for that. You know, our family thanks them for a lot more than just sponsoring this hour. Take care of your health, and they do it. They, that's critical to every man, woman, and child in Texas, taking care of our health. The professionals at Baylor, Scott & White are ready to help all of us. They have specialists in every area of medicine. Finding a top-rated doctor is always as easy as calling one eight four four BSW Docs. That's Baylor Scott and White. One eight four four BSW DOCS. I trust their teams to give me all the information I need to make the best decisions for myself and to answer any questions I may have along the way. And whenever I have a health concern that's keeping me out of my garden or just hindering my everyday life, and there are a lot of those, I know I can always talk to a doctor in person or virtually. Baylor Scott & White Health has been caring for the Sperry family for almost 20 years. Hopefully they're caring for your family as well. Remember, if you want to find a top-rated doctor, it's as easy as calling 844-BSW-DOCS. Baylor Scott & White Health. DFW's most listened to news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 820 WPAP and 99.5 FM HD2. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer to your email, and it happens every Thursday right at 6 p.m. I do a lot of writing for eGardens. I think you'll like it. If you want to see what it looks like, go where you sign up for it. Remember, it's always free. I won't spam you. I won't give or sell your email address to anybody, but you must sign up for it. You do so at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on the eGardens tab. You'll have a featured plant of the week. You'll have a chance to ask questions in the new Q&A section. And you'll also see gardening this weekend 
important things to get done that weekend. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens free and weekly. Sign up at neilsperry.com. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. Tennessee authorities have arrested a suspect in a widely reported kidnapping. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. A multi-vehicle accident is really tying things up on the eastbound side of I-30 in Garland, right near Broadway Beltline's crossing. This is a multi-vehicle accident. Only the middle lane is getting passed on I-30, eastbound side again. Construction's closed alternating lanes, both north and southbound 35E between Ann Arbor Avenue and 8th Street. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. It'll be partly cloudy today with the possibility of some scattered showers and storms in the afternoon. High temperature, 92 degrees. Tomorrow's Labor Day, partly cloudy then. Scattered showers and storms also possible in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high temperature right around 91. Right now we're looking at 80 degrees in Dallas, 79 in Fort Worth. Police in Memphis, Tennessee have arrested a suspect in the disappearance of a woman who was kidnapped while jogging. 38-year-old Cleotha Abston has been charged with aggravated kidnapping and tampering with evidence. The disappearance of Eliza Fletcher was forced into a vehicle while jogging near the University of Memphis. She hasn't been seen since. Students who survived the massacre at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde reportedly have been dealing with a host of mental health issues during the summer. Reports from Uvalde say many of the children have been grappling with post-traumatic stress disorder. Their parents also are saying the resources to deal with such things are limited in their town. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update comes at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. Stay informed with News Talk 820, WBAP, 99.5 FMHD2, and WBAP.com. I don't know about you, but it seems to me that temporary storage facilities are popping up on every street corner. Let's do a little math. For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building, right, in your own backyard. And you do that with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with a bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose. That adds style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. I saw airplane hangers on a TV ad last night. Goodness gracious, that's from Mueller. See all the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. They are Mueller, they are made in America, and they are made to last. Mueller, Inc. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. Constant need for information. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Hey, Labor Day weekend, that means it's a time for grilling. You go into Ace and they can help you with that, and they're open today, waiting to help. Ace has all the great brands for grilling. Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more. Let them show you the choices. You'll love grilling while the weather is wonderful. Ace is the place for all of your grills, all the accessories, and the fuel needs this holiday season. Plus, get free assembly and 
and delivery on grills of three ninety nine and up for Ace Rewards members. See your local Ace Hardware store for help in picking just the right grill for your needs. Ace stores are parts of our neighborhoods. That's where you go in and you recognize the people who are helping you. They're people from your town, people who are on the committees and boards and in uh, organizations you already belong to. Maybe you sit beside them in church. Who knows? Ace is the place with great people. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. We try to keep our plants healthy. It's just as important that we keep ourselves healthy, too. That's where Baylor Scott & White can help. Call 1-844-BSW-DOCS to find a doctor ranked among the best. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you. We have uh, we have a long stretch now with uh, with only one more break and a line open. So here's your chance. 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Kim is in Dallas and she's been waiting patient, patiently. Let's go now. Kim the Sneal, good morning. How can I help? Hello, Kim. I may have two open lines. Hello, Kim. Going twice, third time. All right. No, Kim. Mike, sounds like. Let's go to Jim in Fort Worth. I do have two open lines. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Jim, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Well, I have a uh, a backyard that faces west, and it's comes down towards my house for about 30 feet from some power lines at just the barely a slope towards my house. And then it bends down for about 10 feet at about a 30-degree slope, and then it levels out flat again to my house. At the bottom of that slope, I had a very large mulberry that I had taken out five years ago. So I planted a chinkapin oak just at the top of where the, the, the slope would be because I wanted to stay away from where the mulberry was. But it did very poorly and eventually died. So I'm going to try to replace it with a shoebard, but I'm wondering, does it matter? Should I, should I go ahead and plant down on the flatter part, which may get more water near my house? Uh, has it been long enough since the mulberry tree was taken out? that I could plant there, or should I go back up on the flat part uh, and still stay away from the phone lines and plant it there? All right. I am trying to figure out the the slopes. Um, If you're you're concerned about water uh, being an issue, chinkapin oak is a river bottom tree. It would do well in in a wetter soil. Schumard red oak won't do poorly. Chinkapin oak uh, might have a slight advantage, and and I wouldn't be afraid to try a second one. Things happen. Um, so, are you saying that this is like a two step down to where your house is? It's like a yes. It's flat in the back for about thirty feet, and then it slopes down uh, for about ten feet, and then it goes kind of flat again up to my house. And so, if so I there's just there's just there's just the one slope. There's just one slope down. One slope. And when I planted the chinkapin up near the top of it, I was more interested in being equal distance between the house and the power lines, but also to stay away from where this mulberry tree was. All right. So and the chinkapin oak was on the on the, the hang on. The chinkapin oak was on the landing. It was on the first landing. It was on the top. Way right up down. high. Tom. Way up high. You have you have the top level, you have slope down to a level area, and then you have another slope down to your house level. Well, there's only one slope down, and at the top of it, at the top of the 10 feet drop, is where I put the tinkup in. And it made it hard because it was hard to make a basin to catch the water because it was so sloped. So I'm wondering if maybe I should have planted it down on the flatter part uh, or go back further from the slope on the flatter part in the back of the yard. Right. Yeah, I would do one or the other. Uh, Chinkapin oak is an outstanding oak. It has, at least initially, it has more of an egg-shaped habit than a Schumard red oak does. Uh, They both are rounded as they mature. Uh, How far... 
This is so abstract in my mind because I can't see it. You've, you need to be 40 feet away from the power lines. Are you going to be 40 feet away uh, as these trees get large? Yes, where I planted the chica fin, I would have been the 40 feet. All right. Well, you don't want to get any closer than that. Uh, if you come down, will you be 40 feet from your house or 30 feet so it can go up over the house? It'll be more like 30 feet. All right. I think, is it two-story house or one story? One story. All right. Uh, is the is the gable uh, high at that point where it would run into the gable? I think 30 feet is far enough away, but I just, I'm trying to keep the branches away from anything that, that the tree could cause problems. I'd be at the lower level with the chinkapin oak. The, any any mulberry roots that are still there are are decayed by now. They're gone. So you plant your chinkapin wherever you want it, and and it can. Does water puddle and stand there for uh, two days after a heavy rain? Sometimes. Most of the time, it just it's just wetter. I think down on that flat part. All right, but. It's not a. It's not an area where you have enough water standing to cause mosquito issues or uh, moss to grow or mold to form or anything like that. I don't think so. All right. Uh, I think the chinkapin oak would be fine. I would find a nice, healthy one in a uh, ten or twenty or forty gallon container, and I would plant it in October or now, anytime between now and. Uh, time it loses its leaves, so you can see the vigor of it, how healthy it is, and uh, that would be my choice. You you chose it once uh, because you liked it for whatever the reason. I think it's a great choice. I love chinkapin oaks. I have several of them, and, a, and it's a great native tree to this area. So I think you'd be very happy. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I think I have it figured out. I'm slow. <laughs> so thanks for putting up with me. All right, good luck with it. Thank you so much for the call. All right, let me go to Dale in Cleburne. Dale, we, we have oak, oak, oak in the next three calls, uh, next two calls. Dale, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Dale. I wonder if we have a dead phone line. What do you think, Mike? Is that possible? Okay, Hello. Dale, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Now I do. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Well, I have uh, I have multiple acres like you do, and I have numerous trees, but have only have two red oaks. Um, one of my red oaks is under irrigation up here in my, my yard. The other one is out in a pasture. Uh, the one that's out in a pasture this summer has all but dropped 95% of its leaves. Not dropped them, but it's turned brown on me. My question is, do you think that the red oak will survive if I leave it? I don't know. I can't tell. Only time will tell. Um, Usually by the time they are browned like that, they're in bad shape. But uh, they have surprised me before, so I I guess just uh, leave it. You have nothing to gain by taking it out unless you just don't like the looks of it. And I just wait well, and see. Well, I, I don't, but that's I would. I'd rather leave it than than take it out and see if it comes back. Nothing. That answers my question. I appreciate your time, sir. You bet. Good luck with it. I hope it will come back. It may come back from its roots. A lot of times, a tree will die back, and then come back from its root system if it gets water in time. So that's what we can hope for. And if that happens, it will uh, it will regrow quickly, and and you can retrain the the new shoot. And that's what we can at least hope for. So thank you, Dale, very much. Let me go to Pam in Denison, and we'll take another oak call, and and then we'll open up the lines and see what we get after that. Pam, this is Neil. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Good. I have a similar question. It involves a live oak tree. It's about ten feet tall, so it's not. It's one we planted a while ago, and um, it's the same thing. Uh, brown leaves. It had some of that damage from the what is it? The radial, the freeze. And radial shake. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. I'd never heard of that before, but um, it is from that. So we're babying it. I was. Uh, doing some watering by hand and, and that kind of thing, drought. But then all the leaves are brown now, so I just didn't know. I, I think I'll leave it too. It may not come back because it was also just struggling because of that previous issue. So, 
I don't know. That's really about all we can do, Pam, because with radio, the damage that you're seeing is radial shake damage, right. uh, not not drought damage. I'd, I'd almost guarantee. How far around the trunk at any at the worst of bark loss? How far around does the bark loss go? To go it's halfway around. Very- Yes, it's not a very big trunk because the tree isn't that. I may be wrong on the age of this tree, but uh, it's, none uh, of that matters. But does the does the bark loss go halfway around the trunk in any given well, place? I, I think it does. Yes, I yeah. think it does. That's okay. kind of the dividing line that the arborists and foresters have have decided. If you've lost okay. half of the bark at any given spot, then then the tree is probably in pretty bad shape. That's okay. always been the case. Um, with uh, oh, like weed weed trimmer damage, or a dog okay. pulling the bark off the trunk of a tree, or uh, being gouged by a vandal, or anything else. Uh, if you lose half of the bark at any given spot, uh, okay. then then the the tree is in serious jeopardy. Right inside the bark is the phloem, p h l o e m tissue. Okay. That's what conducts the the sugars from the leaves down to the roots and so okay. the roots are, are hurt badly when the bark is lost not because of mm-hmm. the bark but because of the phloem and okay. uh, so only time will tell what what happens if a little bit of bark is lost is you'll see a roll of new bark coming in from the left and the right as it tries mm-hmm. to regrow and heal the wound but when you have a massive wound then the tree doesn't have enough vigor to form that new bark and the and the decay sets okay. in and the tree goes downhill, so you, you you can't do anything about it. You just have to let the tree try to heal itself. The okay. worst thing we can do is is try to trim or pull that bark away to uh, mm. peak and and get curious about it. We just need to leave it alone and hope for the best. We were thinking about wrapping it, but I called you a long wrapping, time ago about yeah. that, and you said leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Yep, just right, look okay. the other way for a while. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I also have a little holly tree, but I'm not as concerned about that, but it's also brown. So I'm just going to keep trying to baby these things and hope that something shows up. And if it doesn't... The hollies that I have seen uh, have not been hurt by the cold nearly as much as they were hurt by the drought. The holly damage was done in 2022. The the oak damage was done in 21. Okay. Should I just keep watering them, even if they're, I think they're dead, just to do that? It wouldn't hurt, I guess. Um, and now that we've gotten rain, that helps a lot, of course. It, but. it does, but it's not going to bring hollies back. Usually the, okay. the browned hollies that I have seen in yeah. other people's yards and in two cases in my own yard oh, uh, are not coming back. In okay. my yard, it was okay. because sprinkler heads were blocked and didn't okay. get to the last holly in the row. And okay. I didn't see it in time. And uh, okay. so it happens well, to all of us. It does happen. <laughs> that's, that's good to know. Misery loves company. Oh, yeah. Yep, I'm pretty miserable. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your advice. You're welcome. You. You're welcome. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. And uh, that takes care of that. Let me get my last break in. We'll come back. I think we have relocated Kim in Dallas, and we'll try to try to get to that call. Let me uh, tell you about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening and give you uh, the, the opportunity to get one of the remaining copies of uh, the book at thirty-two ninety-five. This uh, has been an interesting odyssey because I was afraid I was going to run out of books last spring, was put on notice that there was a supply chain issue, and uh, so, okay, I'll just hoard some books. And then I found another pallet of books I didn't know I had, and so my hoarding really backfired on me because I ended up with a lot of books. Well, now I'm just about out of this fifth printing uh, collection of books that I have. And the sixth printing, the uh, printer said, we're having trouble getting this, getting that, and the price went up. And uh, so anyway, here's where we are. Thirty-two ninety-five, which is a very low price for this book. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper, which uh, in this quantity, when you're doing uh, 15,000 books at a time, it runs the cost up. You get a high-quality paper and do a hardback and have it printed stateside in Texas, uh, in San Antonio, and then have it bound uh, at the uh, uh, historic uh, uh, Universal Book Bindery in San Antonio, the only book bindery of its kind in Texas. Uh, those all add to it. I wanted to have this book done in Texas. I just didn't want it to say, oh, oh by the way, this was printed in China. That just didn't seem right. And uh, so 
Anyway, that's what you get is a, a very high-quality book for thirty-two ninety-five, and it is written exclusively for the state of Texas, every county in Texas. 840 of my best photos, 344 pages, 11 chapters. Uh, chapter 2 will pay for the book by the end of the year. It has um, and, and it has four pages per month telling you what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in that month. And that's 48 pages. I've never done that in a book before. The old cowboy boot book certainly doesn't have it. This one does. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening. Chapter 2 is that calendar. Chapter 3, trees. Comprehensive chapter on trees. And then shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Vegetable gardening chapter took me about six weeks to write. The book took me a year to write. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You have to go to my website or call my office to order it. The website tells you a lot more information about the book. You get a much better idea of what it looks like. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. I had to do that because you're buying something you haven't seen before. I realize that. I get it. And uh, interestingly, I'm surprised by this. I'm humbled by this. Not one request for a refund of the first 75,000 copies I've sold. Here are the two ways you can order it. You can order it from my website, or you can call my office Monday through Friday, uh, 9 to 5. Now, the office will open Tuesday morning this week. And that number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to go ahead and get it ordered right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. This year, North Texas Giving Day falls on the SPCA of Texas' 84th birthday. And what better way to celebrate that birthday than joining together with the community? Help animals in need throughout North Texas. Your gifts will go farther when you donate between now and September 22. That's to the SPCA of Texas. Make a difference in the lives of thousands of animals. Visit spca.org ntgd. Today, make a gift for the animals. I think that's a good plan. Let's do that. Let me tell you about Wortham Brothers Roofing Company right now and invite you to give them a call. Let them come out and look at your roof. You know, maybe you haven't had a hailstorm. Maybe you haven't had wind damage. Maybe you just have an old roof. That old roof where you don't see any of the gravel on it anymore. What do you call that? The, the, um, hmm, whatever. The grains, the sand, the stuff. It's all in the, in the, uh, downspouts now. Uh, that means your roof is going away. You don't have much of a roof. And you need to have a new roof. You need to have Wortham Brothers come out and tell you what it would cost to put a first class roof on your home. And it doesn't have to be the most expensive roof in town. They have a roof for everybody. But you need a good roof over your house. You're going into the wet months now. And yes, we do have some wet months in Texas. Wortham Brothers will give you the best deal. And they also will be honest with you if you don't have need of a new roof. They'll tell you that. If you need other kinds of repairs, they'll show you what they are. Maybe it's flashing. Maybe it's um, some other kind of repair on your roof. They can help you with that. These folks are great. 100,000 roofs they have done. I wonder what our serial number of our roof was. We were in there somewhere. I started doing ads for them. They'd done more than 60,000. Now they've done more than 100,000. We're in the middle there somewhere. They uh, did ours four years ago. They do composition roofs, of course, but they do other specialty roofs, metal, slate. They do flat roofs. That's a specialty roof. So for all of that, give them a call. It's 972-562-5788. Serving all of North Central Texas, wbroofing.com. Great website, great people. wbroofing.com since 1986. 972 562 
5788 Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. If you notice any pain or strain while you're out gardening, talk to the great people at Baylor Scott & White Health. Call 1-844-BSW-DOCS to find a doctor ranked among the best. They'll have you back with your plants in no time. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you very, very much. I hope you have a wonderful uh, Labor Day weekend. We have one call left. I do want to remind you that pre-emergent weed killers need to be applied, hopefully by tomorrow evening. It's not that hard and fast, but we have had cool weather, uh, not cold, but cooler weather, and we have certainly had rain, and those are two prerequisites for the pre-emergent weed application. application. And so you want to apply either Baylan or Dimension or Halts. They all are in the same category to prevent the germination of annual bluegrass, poa annua, and uh, also rescue grass and rye grass. Read and follow label directions. If you have broadleafed weed problems each spring, then you would want to use gallery. That one is a little more optional because you do get a second chance with those weeds. You can use a broadleafed weed killer spray come November. But for the grassy weeds, you only get this one chance. Bayland, Dimension, or Holtz applied ASAP. Let's go to Kim in Dallas. Kim, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How can I help you? Well, uh, about mid-July, I came uh, came home one day and noticed brown patches in the front yard. Um, I thought initially maybe my sprinkler was going over it and wasn't getting it wet enough. So I had my guy come out, and he said, no, it just needed more water. I went through your book, went through all of the possibilities, and it didn't meet the criteria for anything. But my challenge with it is when I would grab the grass, it would come up in clumps, and it was yellowish with kind of gray, moldy-looking spots on it. And it's dead now. All right. Um, and so when did you first notice this? Which week did July you first notice this? The, probably the weekend of July 4th. All right. And is that when you came back? Uh, yeah, I had been out of town, and I, I think or I just didn't notice it, and all of a sudden okay. it was there. Okay, I'm sorry. Mike cut in, and you didn't hear it, but uh, it, you had been out of town for a month at that point? No, I hadn't been out of town a month. I just It really just kind of came out of nowhere. Okay, I'm I'm just trying to establish when it first started to have any kind of discoloration. I would say the first of July. All right. Um, my guess would be that you are looking. We're looking at that time. the The problem was a late spring or early summer problem, and I'll bet it was uh, some old take all root rot that would allow it to be loose and would would come loose. Uh, and and by now it's going to be completely moldy and dead uh, this far removed that's three months ago so my guess would be that you had take all root rot take all patch look that one up and azoxus strobin if you're using my book uh, you'll see azoxus strobin if you have one of the later issues of my book i must run but that's probably what it is happy gardening everybody <laughs> 